0: From Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to reformationboise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. We are, this is our Christology Christmas. That's 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 my own little made up little phraseology. I don't. I, don't, I like it. I don't think you it's going to catch. But yeah. it's, it's I don't catchy. know. We're just Histology, throwing it out there. We, my wife will say to me, Russ, you're an idea guy, <laughs> and um, about nine times out of ten, the ideas aren't any good. <laughs> but once one one out of ten, <laughs> you 10. actually have a good idea. So I just keep throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. And um, hey, I never know. There you go. We do know that it's about 10% is what we do know. Well, you are talking (laughs) about,
0: uh, you know, there are some people that don't give the month of December a notice for Advent. But for those that aren't, we can call this radio series Christology. That's right. That's right. And so – Well, we are in the Advent (coughs) season looking forward to the uh, birth of Christ, the coming of Christ, and his second coming uh, at the same time. It is all about Christ. Mm
1: -hmm. This is an Advent series. This is a systematic season that just happens to fall in December Mm -hmm. about the person and work of Christ, especially related to his birth. So not Christmas, just a systematic season. So we want everyone to listen with a clear conscience. Yes, the bases yes, are now yes, covered. Yes, we've got it all covered. Yep. And today we've been looking at different names. We started with the line of Judah, then we moved to the son of David, and today we are looking at the name Emmanuel. So, as always, where does this come from in Scripture? How is, did this come to be with regard to the, the the teaching? What does it mean as a as a term? First, hey, did you
2: say Emmanuel or Emanuel?
1: Ooh, see, this is a good question. This I preached on this recently, and I had, in my notes, I had made a sermon, Emmanuel, with three points, all starting with the letter I, and I had promised them that I won't always connect the title with my points, but we sang, O Come, O oh Come, Emmanuel, with an mm. E, and so then I was asked afterwards, why is it sometimes spelled Imanuel with an I and sometimes Emanuel with an E? And I didn't know the answer to that. Hmm. So I had to, to go back and do some research. And what it is, is that there are terms that are in the Hebrew Bible and in the Greek Bible that when you're taking them out of the Hebrew and putting them into English, they do a practice that's called transliteration hmm. You just take the the letters and then just move it straight from the Hebrew. What is the Hebrew into what it would look like in English? And in the Hebrew, Emmanuel is with us and "L" is God. Emmanuel is the transliteration of God with us in the Hebrew with an I, where in the Greek it is with an E, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And so that's why in some of your Bibles in the Old Testament, it's with an I, Emmanuel, because that's the transliteration of the Hebrew. And in the Greek, it's Emmanuel with an E. So you are just all better people now. Yep, Yep.
0: We are. A little Christmas trivia. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. That's great. And you you actually answered the question, what does the name mean? Yes. Yes. It means God with us. God with us. So what's the
1: historical biblical context of this name?
0: So it comes from a a prophecy uh, during
3: the time of Isaiah, uh, specifically Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, uh, where we read, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive and have a son and name him Emmanuel. By the time he learns to reject what is bad and choose what is good, he will be eating curds and honey. For before the boy knows to reject what is bad and choose what is good, the land of the two kings you dread will be abandoned. The Lord will bring on you, your people, and your father's house such a time as you have never seen Ephraim separated from Judah.
1: So the historical context of this, I think, is fascinating. So you have this evil king, Ahaz. And God has come to Ahaz through his prophet Isaiah. And he says to him, ask a sign of the Lord your God. So Ahaz is a scoundrel. He's an evil king. And Isaiah comes to him and gives them... The covenant name of
0: God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. You could ask anything at this point. You know, mm-hmm. this is the blank check.
1: Yep. <laughs> and Ahaz, as an evil king, still part of the covenant, though. Please note that. The Lord, your God. So he's within the covenant family, the covenant community, but the he is not, covenant, in, it? But he's not in Christ. So God says, still a part of the covenant co- community. You, I'm going to give you a promise, and I'm going to give you something of a blessing, just ask me for a sign. And Ahaz says, he sounds pious. Mm. I'm not going to put God to the test. But really what Ahaz is saying is, I don't want you. Mm
2: -hmm. He's putting God to the test.
1: Yes. (laughs) Because Ahaz wants Assyria. His trust is not in God, and God has promised, as, as Vinny read, that these two nations, Syria and Israel, are not going to touch him. But he doesn't care. He wants to trust in Assyria, and basically, God says, "Because you don't want me, I'm going to still keep my word. I'm going to protect you from these enemies, but I'm also going to give you Assyria." And Assyria comes, and in chapter eight, they come in like a flood, and it's such a weird, on the surface, a weird thing. It, It says, and it will rise over all its channels, Assyria, and go over all its banks, and it will sweep on into Judah. It will overflow and pass on, reaching even the neck, and its outspread wings will fill the breath of your land, O Emmanuel. Hmm. And you would think that it would say, O oh, Assyria. So this is a, a promise that Assyria is going to come and, as a flood into Judah, and that, but it doesn't say, O oh, Assyria, it says, O oh, Emmanuel. And really what you have is this principle that God is with us either to bless or to curse. And God is still with Judah, but instead of coming in a blessing that God had promised, he's going to come as a curse in judgment for Ahaz's rejection of him. And to me, that is one of the Emmanuel principles of there's only two choices. God is forever with us.
2: I think one of the comforting things that, you know, after what you just read there in chapter 8, you know, God continues in verse 9, Be shattered, O you peoples, and be broken in pieces. Give ear all you from far countries. Gird yourselves, but be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, but be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand. For God is with us. And just the fact that this Emmanuel, this God with us, he overcomes all things, and the nations of the earth will not stand. Before him,
0: well, this whole thing with uh, Ahaz there, you know, when he wouldn't accept the uh, <coughs> sign of a child named Emmanuel, he ends up getting a, a sign of a child named Mahar Uh Speed the spoil, hasten the prey. Uh,
1: and this is for all those expectant mothers that are looking for <laughs> names uh, for your your
0: children. Yeah. What what should they name them, Jonathan? Yeah. Mahar Shalahashbaz. Yes. <laughs> speed the spoil, hasten the prey. Yes.
1: But then in the New Testament, then as God comes to um, Joseph in Matthew chapter one, what he will say to him is, you're going to have a child and you should name him Emmanuel, God with us. But if you look at the context of it, it's kind of interesting that it says... Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her Not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, if you look at the text, it seems really weird as a proof text. Joseph has been told, name him Jesus. And at the end of the text, he names him Jesus. And in the middle, it says that this is to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. You should call his name Emmanuel. That doesn't seem to fit. Why is it Jesus and Jesus bracketed and in the middle, the proof text, this Emmanuel text. Help the reader figure out, well, what is is Matthew doing here?
0: Because the whole uh, reason for the name God with us is because it conveys God's promise to save, which is what Jesus' name means. He will save his people.
1: And the only way he can save his people is how?
0: Through his
3: divine nature. So it's the embodiment of God taking on flesh. Um, he, he will he will be called Emmanuel. He will be called God among us as he walks, even in the purpose of his name given, Jesus, to save us from our sins. He <coughs> will walk as a, the fully divine and fully human uh, Messiah and
1: God-man. How does this relate to John chapter 1, how John frames the opening of his gospel?
3: Yeah, so we see... John opened up with the Logos, the Word, and he says the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then we skip down to John one fourteen. We read that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, which is God among us, God with us. It's again the 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 Word, the second person of the Trinity, the Logos taking on flesh, incarnate, taking on meat um, in a cruder way, but taking on that flesh and, and being present physically among us.
2: I think one aspect too, going back to the Ma- the, the Matthew text of the two names. You, know, you you could look at it as you know Jesus refers to his the work he came to do he saves but then Emmanuel refers to his very nature he is god with us and so the two aren't in conflict with one another but really two sides of the same coin that god is with us accomplishing our salvation
1: why does all this matter what what are we to do with the name Emmanuel during this advent season
3: well, I think one of the ways is we think about Christ's second advent, we're told when He returns that every eye will see, every tongue will confess, and every knee will bow. So if we connect that to back to the historical context in King Ahaz, th- those who were in Christ <coughs> cried out, uh, "Emmanuel, God with us," as a blessing. Those who were not in Christ cried out, "God with us" a- as a terror. So as we foreshadow Christ's second coming, we'll, we'll, it'll have that same effect. So the question doesn't become whether your knee will bow before Christ or not. It the, the question is whether your knee will bow in. Prayer and adoration, or in fear and terror, it'll have that same context as uh, God's judgment did on Ahaz.
1: I think the great one of the great themes of the Bible. There are so many great themes of the Bible, but one of the great themes of the Bible is this idea that God dwells among His people. Mm-hmm. So the book, the the Bible opens with that. That God is is dwelling with His people in the Garden of Eden, and and the Bible closes with that same imagery in Revelation twenty one and twenty two that what makes heaven heaven is that God is among his people, that we get to dwell forever in the presence of God. And in the middle is this truth that the reason why that's possible, why we can end up back in the presence of God after the tragedy of the fall in Genesis 3, is because God was going to send one that would be the seed of the woman,
0: yeah, the, this incarnation just didn't happen just so that we could know that God exists. It happens to bring us near so that he can be with us and we can be with him.
2: And this goes back to our, was it, Theology Thursday? Not in December yet. But That's right. good old St. Nick in the heresy with Arius. I mean, from the very beginning of the Gospels, this divinity of Jesus is asserted. He's not just a man or a glorified creature that was made. He is, in fact, God with us.
1: And it's interesting that the Gospel of Matthew is going to say God is going to be with us. God is with us in the fact that in his incarnation, God is with us in the midst of church discipline, mm-hmm. and God is with us to the very end of the age. Mm-hmm. So there are three times in the Gospel where, where Matthew says this matters. It mm-hmm. matters for life that God is with us. We'll, we'll talk more about the titles and, and names of Christ tomorrow. We'll see you then.